0: Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 608 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined, as always, by two and now three industry leaders. We've got Steve and Kyle Brackey hanging out at the back table, Ben Funky Askren calling in from Madison, and the newest member of the mm-hmm. Flow Wrestling team, Andy Hamilton, um, in classic wrestling or flow wrestling fashion, everything happens on Fridays or at least strategically happens after FRL on Thursday. We had crazy date news, I remember, right after um, a Thursday FRL and, you know, the the news broke Friday morning, flow wrestling, track wrestling coming together and we've got the, the entire track wrestling team was in town, uh, they're in town for most of this week and that includes of course Andy Hamilton and we're we're so excited to add Andy and Shane and Kyle and Richard and the WrestleTrack Wrestling team here. So first off, welcome Andy. So pumped to have you good to be here. Good to be here. Great to be here. Hospitality's been great. Well, good. excited to get going. Yeah, we've been we've been eating a lot and hanging out. We watched uh Andy got his first uh Sion cookout experience. We watched the Super Bowl <laughs> there at Sion. Yes. Sion's been very, you know, I'll say it. He's been a little tame. He's been very uh, subdued the last couple days. He hasn't been in. Bring him on vintage. the show. Listen, he, so he does. He's, uh, you know, how he guilt trips me all the time about not having him on the show. Sion has been one of these call-in types that hasn't been coming into the office. But then when he comes in, he doesn't. Uh, he he yells at us. But now, so you see the table where Bracky's at, Ben. That's going to be like the Sion yes. slash uh, Ollie. Table, so they're gonna they're gonna like pop it. in there. So we're gonna have that flexibility to have them on. But um, table.
1: man, Wait, I guess so. Sion and Andy have to know each other because they're both from Iowa, and who that lives in Iowa does not know Sion. C- they gotta know each other, right? Give us your we best Sion
2: story. We do now. I the best Sion story was Sunday night Super Bowl introduction. Got That's the full Sion, really? the full Cian experience there.
1: Okay, it's wow. tremendous. Yeah, I couldn't well, believe. Hey, it either. Andy, you know what? I'm, I'm happy you're here today because you're going to have my back because I got some heat to bring on Piles. Listen, I say one time that Miles Martin will not major in L's of Brands. <laughs> and then this this match happens where I, it's not like Max Lyon kicked his butt. He got lucky and got him on like a sit-out or something, something really strange. And then you try to party on me about it. Just I have tell- to party. <laughs> Andy, will you tell him that, that Hawkeyes don't get majored really easily? Hawkeyes don't get majored really
2: easily.
0: I, oh. I, listen, I, I'm not saying that we're talking, we're, we're not talking about Spencer or, or even Max Mirren. We're talking about Nelson and we're talking about Miles Martin. Miles Martin would absolutely have made him 6-1 for Max Lyon over Nelson Branson. Dude, it was a
1: fluky one. four back points, Christian. He didn't take him down one time. That match happens again. It's two to one or one to one the next time.
3: Okay, Br- Bracky. Well, the other the other thing that uh, people were coming at you about Ben is um, Sammy Sasso pinned Max Murin, and you said Zane would not tech or pin Max Murin.
1: Yeah, well, I you know what I was actually shocked that that was so um, decisive, and I was shocked that so I I, f- I first read through right the you guys were doing the updates or whatever, and then I, I watched it post facto why did max murin shoot into the same cradle two times i mean that's sammy sasso's best move and if you're going to try to beat him you are not going to beat him there and i I can commend someone for their persistence but i can also condemn them for their stupidity wow and you're not going to beat sammy sasso shooting head inside single for god's sakes do something else
0: Condemnation from Ben Askren—that's a—that's a first. Max Muir. Hey, that was condemned. a fair statement.
1: I—I I appreciate the persistence, but don't do something that's going to put you in a cradle two times in a row. Jeez, Louise. Well, I—I I mean, Zane doesn't do a chiral cradle either, so I think we're safe
0: there. <laughs> okay, so he doesn't do that move. Zane is is certainly no Sammy Sasso. That's 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 the Ben take. So I mean, Dude. this this Hawkeye flip. I mean, Andy, do you take some credit for flipping? Ben asking to the from the Hawkeye wow. hater he's the biggest Hawkeye homer on this show now yeah, he's he's all in
2: <laughs> he's all in
0: how has this happened
1: i mean and why i just try to bring a realistic lens to the table nelson brands listen he gave a once dumb set of back points it was like a sit out and he turned in the wrong way or i don't even i don't really know what he was doing there i'm not sure um i would advise him not to do that move again whatever he was trying to do there but he he got taken down a total of zero times by in in fourteen minutes by Rocky Jordan and Max Lyon. He didn't get taken down. He doesn't get taken
2: down very easily. Okay. But if I'm not mistaken, Ben was born in Iowa. Oh
3: boy, <laughs> <laughs> they yes, love bringing that up. Four
1: years. You're. And in I, Iowa. I I I mentioned before the show, but six oh eight Madison area code. Usually we would be having our state tournament in Madison this week, but we're not we are having a state tournament it's in three separate locations none of which being dane county because dane county is still locked down so uh madison come on open up baby let's have a state tournament there so yeah how, how are y'all
0: doing that where three when is it
1: so they're at, it's this weekend it's at three separate high schools and the other thing that really sucks is they cut the field in half so mm-hmm. um there are usually there's 16 qualifiers and there's only eight this year not ideal yeah that stinks I
0: pennsylvania's doing the same thing um, and then they're
1: they're only the one that they, they they're getting a lot of heat for right now. Christian is they're only allowing two spectators per qualifier. So there's 112 qualifiers per division. So That means 224 qualifiers, and yet the bad the basketball gets to have a thousand spectators.
0: So they're catching quite
1: a bit of heat over that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, they're a little. Um, well, speaking of of movement, I guess um, the, the Olympic trials are getting moved out of Pennsylvania yeah. to. A, a location TBD, but rumor swirling. It's going to be in Texas, which is exciting news for Texans like us. But uh, probably disappointing news for those in the in the hot in the hotbeds of, of wrestling. Yeah, Iowa, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania.
1: I kind of figured it was going to Iowa because Iowa's relatively open. Right in that same time period, they're going to be hosting postseason nationals and something else. Um, you know, so there will be stuff happening in Iowa, and I was kind of been open, and I don't want to say stayed open, but relatively. So I kind of figured it was going to go there, and
0: they've hosted them there before. Why didn't Iowa get the bid? Yeah, I don't know, Uh, Andy. What would be some potential venue options for if they were going to have the trials in Iowa again?
2: Yeah, I don't know if Carver Hawkeye would be an option. Uh, certainly, extreme uh, the extreme center there, and in, in Coralville, new arena where senior nationals were um, potentially. Yeah. Wells Fargo and Des Moines, NCAA championships were in 2013. Oh, yeah. Those would probably be the primary yeah. ones. Yeah. That's so, kind of
1: where I figured it was going to go. Texas actually kind of surprised me.
0: Oh, I mean, unless they're going to do a no spectators type thing. Um, no, that's why they're moving it Ben, They're moving it because so, so they can have spectators and they won't be, they won't be able to in state college. Really? That's why they're moving it. Yeah. They sold I
1: guess you guys did fill up dake Deringer for
0: like one match or two matches. Two matches, yeah. No. So... I will I think it would be uh the rumor is Fort Worth. Okay. Um not in which... that
1: same venue to held senior. I didn't like that venue very much. I don't think I don't think that level. would
0: make sense for for trials yeah, because wouldn't... that was it was a good venue for that event because you had multiple matches. Yeah, I forgot you were at that. Um yeah, I don't think that would make a ton of sense. Personally, but who knows? Maybe they can reconfigure that and make it more of a intimate experience. But I think they sold like sixteen thousand tickets already for Olympic trials, so they're definitely gonna.
1: Oh, they already got the money in the hand. Oh, they gotta give the money back. Oh, that ain't no fun.
0: They are, and they have to do that for wrestling camps.
1: Oh, really? I gave forty thousand dollars in refunds in like three days. (laughs) It was brutal. (laughs) Oh my
0: gosh! Ouch. (laughs) Yeah. So that's uh. A lot of kind of, unfortunately, you know, we had a good run there where all our news was wrestling related and wrestling results related, but we've got trials are getting moved. Certainly that's COVID related. And then Iowa pauses activities for an undetermined amount of time. You know, obviously, Tom, did you not hear this? When did this happen? Yesterday night. You should. So um, Monday night news dump. No, I didn't see this anywhere. No, there's no Iowa Penn State this week. Are you kidding me? No. Ben, I can't believe you missed this. All right, we're breaking news Stop. to ben. You don't know this? Yeah. <laughs> so, t- you know, Tom... Where did, they, I, did Flo announce it? I didn't see it on Twitter or anything. Iowa announced it. We, re- we posted the story. Freak, are you kidding me? No, no jokes. So, this is so dumb. Everyone knows Tom had, tested positive. Marinelli was out for COVID. Then Caleb Young, it was announced like Saturday or Sunday, I think, that he was out. And then yesterday they announced hey we're, we're pausing everything the they wrestling
1: said, or the athletic
0: department it's wrestling i think it's wrestling only yeah wrestling and dude yeah yeah okay um all right, i can't believe you didn't you you missed how that did i missed this i'm not sure we, oh we, my goodness we tried our darkness
1: oh this is so terrible because how many weeks are till big tens three
0: I guess they. I guess they can be back by then, right? They're gonna be back by then. I think that's what they're doing. I think. I don't know. Do you have? Have you heard anything? I haven't.
1: No. Well, I know. I know. Mizzou's got the Cowboy open, and I know a, a handful of guys are not going to that. And you know, I, I think Coach Missy is ketchup heat. But then at the same time, like, I, I, thought you always. I always try to think about way both sides, right? What if he took his full team and like four guys couldn't go to Max because they got contact traced? Like, you would look like an idiot. You literally can't do that. I mean, the, the negative is
0: so negative that you can't even take that risk at all. I, I think that's probably where Iowa is. If I had to guess, it's like, man, they were going to win last year. All but it was all but assured. And then this yep. year, they're, they're huge favorites. Once again, it's like, man, let's just. The ultimate caution you can display. I think that's what they're doing. Just let's get to Big Tens and NCAAs. Forget a Penn State duel. Forget another duel let's let's win this year and ensure it is to the highest degree
1: okay penn state's on their schedule for this friday and then northwestern and wisconsin are on for the following week so that'd be two weeks from now are
0: those canceled they put they said no they didn't put any time frame on it so i have no idea
1: yeah and so the other thing that the big ten is interesting about the big tens Remember the contact tracing period is 17 days that they're 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 forcing people to do, and the Big Tens is less than that from NCAAs, where the Mac they move the Macs up a whole week, right? So the Macs are greater than 17 days away from the NCAA championships. So if someone were to be contact traced at the Mac championships, they would be eligible to compete by the time NCAAs come around. That same thing can't be said for the Big Tens. and it kind of makes me think, why is the Big Ten taking that risk if? Like, what if one dude in the bracket has it, and he wrestled, like, five of them?
0: Well, you know, you, you realize that um, the, the the way they're doing the conference thing, they're saying you can miss conferences and still get into NCAAs, right? So maybe they're... Sure, but if someone, say, were to get sick on, oh, say, they adictance.
1: wrestle Saturday, right? And they get sick on Sunday or Monday, and they test positive, right? That would retroactively affect what happened on Saturday and Sunday. And, and then all
0: of those people who the, whom they wrestled would be
1: contacts.
0: Do you, Andy, do you have any idea how often, uh, like Iowa wrestlers get tested? Is it like an everyday thing? Yeah, I
2: don't know. I'm not sure on the, the frequency of it. Um, I don't know.
3: I'm pretty sure it's daily in the big 10, man. Yeah.
0: I know, I know it was like for Michigan, they just get tested constantly. And, but I didn't know if it was a big 10 thing or that was a Michigan thing. Cause I know the Michigan's like super cautious about it. Um, because man cum I mean the nerves getting tested every day and waiting for that result every day when you you don't know how you're gonna feel when you test positive you could feel completely fine. Um, I, I certainly I, you know I tested positive in, in December and I never had a single symptom and just a Matt mat, knowing that that result holds your entire season in your hands and you have to go through that every day. It's um they got to be freaking out but this the release from Iowa, Said so they're pausing all team-related in-person activities. So that's like no practice. Oh God, they're not even man. You know these guys are gonna train or figure something out, but no practice. That's gonna be totally insane. Seriously, I mean, you think the guys are working on their own, or what do you think they're doing? They gotta do something. But I mean, are are they? Do you have a wrestling training partner that you're you're scrapping with, or are you just doing cardio and? Dance in motion shadow wrestling.
1: Well, I would I mean, I'm. I'll tell you what college me would have done. College me would have wrestled with someone else on my team, and I would have not reported who I wrestled with. Okay. Right. I mean that's what that's what college me would have done. I'm. I'm a, the national tournament's is coming up a month away. I'm not going to not train, and I'm just not going to get contact traced because I'm not going to tell anyone who I'm working out with in an unspecified location. That's what I would have done when I was in college. I know that's probably not what people want to hear, but uh, I'm a 20, 20, 21, 22-year-old athlete, and I'm probably not making the best decisions
0: about that stuff, and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I mean, I I could see that. And you know what's interesting is we saw Penn State, their first action back, and we know they paused their activities for a while, and they didn't, you know, we were kind of talking, that didn't look like, they didn't look their best. And now, Mm -hmm. is that going to get pushed back and on to Iowa are they gonna deal with the the residual effects of not training? You know, wrestling's a sport where you need to train to be at your at your best and pause in activities in two weeks. I mean, there's no amount of cardio that can really replicate the, the wrestling training. Or well, the the time I mean, the timing is if
1: you if you're actually not wrestling, the the thing that would be the off and and you know, at this level, as good as these guys are, the timing, right? The timing is just so important and if you miss three four weeks the timing's is going to be off yeah for how long uh how long would it take to come to, to get your timing back i mean these yeah. guys probably not long right a week two weeks something like that but i mean we're, we're kind of in crunch time i feel like and so yeah it's not gonna take them a long time to get the timing back but they, they might not they might also might not have a long time at all
0: yeah yeah Hey, so, so speaking of, of Iowa wrestling, I have kind of a, f- a funny story. So oh. I was, um, th- over the last couple months, I've, I've done a, a sort of a, a purge of my, my social media and accounts and kind of like a lot of unfollowing, a lot of like, you know, pre- preventing people from following me and stuff like that. And so I was going through and kind of like, uh, con- you know, paring down my list. And I was reminded that when, when I started my Twitter, when I got on Twitter in 2009, um, Basically, to follow to follow Iowa wrestling, the very first person I followed was Andy Hamilton. Wow! Look at that, ahead of Jordan Burroughs. Eh? Ahead of Burroughs. Look, I I followed Andy Hamilton, Ben <laughs> JB. <laughs> ah,
1: that's awesome. What's
0: funny? I don't know how Rutgers wrestling is in the top uh, five there before Iowa because I was I have to assume. So this is 2009. This is like peak fantasy wrestling Christian Piles that time. So maybe I was trying to get some information on like DJ Russo or Mario Mason or something weird like that. (laughs) But uh, I I thought it was funny that like, because you know, if you know a little bit about my story and coming up how I became like obsessed with wrestling, I read a season on the mat really started following Iowa wrestling really heavily. And You know, basically at that time if you wanted to follow and to this day if you want to follow Iowa wrestling, you need to be following what Andy Hamilton's writing that was you were kind of like the authority and source on on Hawkeye wrestling so I just, I think it's really cool and funny now 12 years later we're sitting beside each other and gonna be working together so that is funny I thought that was funny I thought it was cool and uh you know I, I just kind of wanted to share that take was, that JB yeah Jordan <laughs> in your face <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh what so that wait was funny what
1: Andy are you the author of a season on the mat or is it no no I can't take credit for that okay. I've read it five
2: times probably but no one's overall yep. that mm, got it got it great book
1: um hey are we gonna talk about this iowa ohio state tool because it was kind of fun i just caught up with it
0: yeah let's talk about it um where do you want to start jay nireman jay nireman okay go get it you love. well him.
1: it's it's i mean it's a, so obviously these guys i think they were going back on social media this summer back and forth and i think we almost had them in a freestyle match which I mean I'm I would still be interested to see them in a freestyle match um so Jaden gets tech down and take down in a second and then boldly top goes straight Jake Patrick Hill, chooses top and then decks him within like 30 seconds I think that is uh very indicative of how much of a liability bottom position is for Anthony Mm Enchimendia um that Jaden was that confident and and then followed through and then on top of that I think he also hurt his ankle on that cradle if you look for, there's like a split second time when all their weight is on the ankle, um, and we actually really warn about that when we teach that cradle in at camp and stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if his ankle hurting for the next few weeks. Um,
0: yeah. So one, you're you're correct. He's going to be a tremendous liability underneath. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, Jaden Ironman is going to accentuate all your bottom deficiencies. But I did think it was. It was an interesting, like, four minutes of neutral wrestling because Echamindia was doing a good job. He would shoot a single and come up with a seatbelt. He had, mm-hmm. a couple of times, he almost had Ironman lifted off the mat, but he couldn't get that takedown. Then it was a nice slide-by, like, Merkel position where mm-hmm. Ironman got the takedown late in the second. And then he almost took him over at the with end the with a half. It was pretty brutal looking, and then he took top, and... You knew it was yeah. it was gonna be big trouble there for. I don't know how hurt Echemindia is. I felt like, I don't know. Seems like he's Dude, sort of hurt at the end of a lot of his matches that he loses. Uh,
1: I can't speak to that, but I could tell you if you watch that clip. And I don't think that we can on the program. No. Um, we we warn about that very specific thing when we're teaching cradles, and all all of the weight goes on the ankle. You see the ankle flex to the inside. He definitely, I can't speak to how bad it's hurt. He definitely hurt his ankle. I don't know how bad it was.
0: Yeah. For sure. No doubt. Okay, so you already, we talked about that. Um, kind of a bummer, 125. We're supposed to be see Schroeder versus Spencer, and then we're supposed to be Malik versus Spencer. And I know, it's like, okay, what's, are we really going to learn anything in those matches? No, but, you know, see him wrestle someone else that's maybe, Especially Schroeder, who's you know Big Ten finalist and someone who started the season ranked number two, But we don't see that match because Spencer doesn't wrestle. Um, the, the jokes were actually funny about that one. Uh, Cody Arnold, I think, was the first person I saw. I said, "What do you think about Terry Brand's first move as uh, Iowa coach is, is benching Spencer Lee?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't and see Andy that theorized. Answer. Andy okay. theorized that he lost a wrestle off to Aaron Cashman, which you know we're not confirming that, but <laughs> I can't take credit
2: for that. I think that uh, was somebody else that. Just relaying. Okay, that, he's but. relaying it. Well, he's the first person to talk to. So you're the
0: originator to me. But yeah, no we oh, didn't get to see Spencer right. versus anyone marquee and the in the poor Dan Koontz brothers. They get thrown out for Spencer Lee and Austin DeSanto, the first period pin really? for DeSant, uh for Spencer and DeSanto smashes him by, by tech. So that was it was a rough start and Ohio State sort of had an opportunity to make it interesting. Late, but then uh when Nelson beat Rocky and then Chase Singletary, man, I think you've got to because it was interesting going into that ninety-seven match, Warner didn't look great against Panola. He like gassed really badly and it's like, you know, Chase Singletary's kind of a guy, we'll see how he looks. And he just did not look I I watch that match, I'm like, they cannot go with him. They have to go with Hoffman. I just don't think he's gonna be a, a solution yes. for them at, at 197. I think he's at probably a heavyweight at best. I don't think I don't know what it is. Do you have a diagnosis there, uh, Ben? For Chase Singletary? Yeah. He, he, he just needs
1: to get better at wrestling.
0: Okay, wow. <laughs> I mean, Breaking. he's
1: solid. He's solid, but when we're talking about, here's the thing, right? He did there's not look solid three.
0: to me. I would not have described that performance okay. as solid.
1: When we're talking about Ohio State, there's an expectation that you compete as like a top 10 to 15 guy, and when you're not a top to 10, 15 guy, and you're in Ohio State's lineup, you're, you're a liability um and so yeah he, he's not very good he's not going to score points at nationals he wasn't great at heavyweight um and i i think i don't think ohio state's going to score a lot of points at 197 pounds and they have both hoffman or singletary who are high level high school wrestlers they have not translated it to the next level at all um and one thing i was actually thinking about is ohio state and and Maybe – tell me if I'm being biased. Well, I like Ohio State, so I don't know why I'd be biased against them. But I feel like they've had a handful of guys who've had liabilities on bottom, and they haven't really gotten much better. You know, Malik Hinesman didn't choose bottom against Devin Schrader and lost the match there. Uh Obviously, you had the Jordan brothers, um all, all three of them. Who else – there was someone else I was thinking that was pretty bad on bottom from Ohio State. Um, I'm blanking right now.
0: Nato was okay. Oh. He he freaked. No, Nato he, was good. Um NATO, I don't know. But it's definitely been a thing that's been sort of prevalent in the discussion that they've struggled to get away in some big matches and yeah. key times. And the Jordan brothers obviously had their, had their issues going, going under or choosing neutral and losing. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, well, he's, he's, he's listen. He... Well, he's been there
1: for a year and a half, Christian. He's been there for a year and a half
0: now. I know. But th- this is, he had no Matt game whatsoever in, in high school none sure. he was just a, a freestyle guy Um uh, yeah I, I don't know i don't know if i put that put that on him uh but yeah well, it's, okay it's but whole, so
1: may, maybe he doesn't want to work hard but if he if jordan i I don't know jordan decatur at all if jordan decatur comes to ohio state university and he wants to be good at wrestling um and he's trying you know and i don't i, just, I don't know the answer is i don't know if he is or is not right maybe he doesn't want to be there there's, there's kids who get to this level and they don't want to work hard anymore and don't want to be there but if he does want to work hard, in 18 months, you should be able to get someone relatively good at bottom, especially if they're already a high-level wrestler.
0: I don't know. See, I've, I go back and forth on this because I feel like the Jordan brothers are the epitome of desire and work ethic, etc. There was just something they weren't able to unlock through their, with their work ethic, with okay, their so ability. I,
1: but this is okay. So this is what I, and I have no idea what Ohio state is practicing every day, but this is the thing where it's like, uh, this is where I go off on some college wrestling coaches. Cause it's like, okay, well, Christian, if I told you to run 10 miles a day, are you, are you working hard? And the answer is obviously, mm-hmm. but are you getting any better at wrestling? And the answer is, well, obviously not. You're really not getting any better at wrestling. And so, um, you could wrestle neutral all day long. That's not going to help you on bottom. And right. so, if there's, there needs to be a high level of focus on bottom position, and I have a really hard time because I, I've, I've seen other college wrestlers, I've seen high school wrestlers. If you really put a huge emphasis, I am going to get away on bottom, or I am going to finish single, like whatever area that is, you know, your pain position. If you put a lot of focus on that and you have intent, you're going to get better there.
0: I, I don't, I don't disagree, but I, I just, I cannot come to the conclusion that these smart wrestlers and smart coaches said we're fine there I, I just i feel like they worked at it i mean i don't know it i don't know it but okay i i can tell you for for a fact
1: uh, you know and i've been around a lot of college programs there are some there are some that don't work a lot of technique i mean the, the specific one that is is neglected the most And it's because college coaches are uncomfortable is this is the scrambles like head head in the middle lift the single leg and then how do you finish from there Mm -hmm. that position is is so neglected um and it's so obvious because a lot of coaches aren't comfortable teaching that position and they would rather just say drill 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 single leg single leg high crotch high crotch high crotch and it's like yeah but the guys could already shoot single legs and high crotches right get get better right figure out how to win these positions that you're not winning like, you're not not winning because you're not in shape enough. You're not not winning because you're not strong enough. You're not winning because you can't get off bottom. You're not winning because you can't finish a single leg when they force you to lift middle. Yeah. Right? So I can tell you for sure. I can't say for sure bottom's been neglected. I can tell you, well, um, no, I can't. Under, under the previous leadership the University of Wisconsin, they were awful on bottom. And you could go wide, go back and watch them. And I can tell you that position was not worked a whole bunch under that leadership.
0: I feel like um Minnesota had a time back when when they had some really good teams where they were they just had some really good wrestlers that struggled to get away. I feel like Jason Ness at times had a hard time getting away. Like a really it was like a kind of a theme with their team. They just couldn't get away consistently. I don't know. Uh I don't have a lot of insight. I mean, I I, I tend to just side with you on, on wrestling, you know, technique uh. opinions. But um with some of them, I feel like yeah, they're they're not paying enough attention to it. With some, I'm like, I don't know, maybe it's there, there's aspects of wrestling where you just some guys you're just not going to get great at, right? And I don't know why bottom it, bottom can't mm. be that thing, right? I don't
1: see why I I don't see why you're saying that. Like, why can someone not be good at bottom if they want to be good at bottom? Like, what what physical limitation or mental liability do they have where they can't do that? What are you, what are you trying to say is holding them back?
0: So I don't, I don't know that. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is like everyone's gonna have holes in in their games. You had holes in in your games that you weren't able to, you know, as a folk style wrestler. Well,
1: no, I mean I had, I could tell you my one liability. I had one liability. It's uh, against a really good double leg, and thankfully, no one in my last two years shot a really good double leg. That was that was my
0: liability. Right. But okay. I, so I, take I, that. Take take that. Okay. Take, you know, that's that's not something that. I'm sure you knew that was a a weakness you knew that your vulnerabilities with guys like Pendleton right Mm -hmm. and you worked at them but for whatever reason that was something you weren't able to completely solve as a part of your wrestling puzzle like you were so complete in almost every other area but even you had a liability so I'm just like okay maybe for certain guys that's just the area they're not able to unlock for whatever reason.
1: But yours, but so you're saying, so like, okay, so for me, my the reason I was bad at defending a double leg was because I'm extremely slow Twitch and just those guys who were able to keep space and get to me. And listen, I, I did a relatively good job at closing space, not letting people attack from the outside, that kind of thing. Um, and so it wasn't a huge liability, despite the fact that it was a little bit, right? But uh, I, and so that was like, I cannot get myself to be fast Twitch. There's just no way. But on bottom, right if you're fast twitch you have a you can hit a fast sit out you can hit a fast stand up there's moves you can hit yeah. right if you're slow twitch there's certain moves you can hit right so you can make yourself um you can craft your bottom game to your body's abilities to make yourself as good a bottom as you want it's just the coach needs to work with the athlete and say okay what kind of athlete are you now so, and so you could are you well if they get there and they're bad on bottom Yes, it will be harder, especially at that level, to get, to get good at it because you're wrestling. Like, so Anthony Antrimendi would be the perfect example. The guy's never done bottom. Literally, so he, he's about as, as bad as he can get. He could get good at bottom if there's enough, to, you know, if he works at it and works at it and works at it. The problem is a lot of guys hate working at the thing they're bad at.
0: Hmm. I can so. see that.
1: Ben, how yeah. much is it mentality versus technique? on the bottom well so I so I think I think the mentality is that I'm going to take this thing I'm uncomfortable at and not good at and I'm just going to work at it and I'm going to work at it and work at it and like I said e- even at a high level people don't like doing things they're bad at everyone likes doing things they're already good at and so they say especially like off season, right so say we go you know April May we go into freestyle but then June summer hits and you have this kind of summer period I mean, how many of those guys are actually really focused on the bottom position versus like, hey, let's just go in, and just wrestle around and work out? Like, most of them are just going in and wrestling around and working out. You know, maybe pump some iron and getting strong, which, hey, it's well, that's their choice, but they ain't going to get you better on bottom or, or whatever position you suck at. That's, there has to be a very focused effort on what you're not good at, and a lot of college athletes don't want to do that because it's not fun. It's not fun. It's absolutely not
0: yeah and and I understand it and I just feel like with the Jordan brothers in particular it's like those guys knew how to freaking suffer and work and train and that was like part of their thing like these were really hard working guys so I I don't know there's multiple pieces to the to the puzzle for sure what's Bracky's
3: giggling Oh well, no nothing it's unrelated unrelated we got unrelated he's salty because
0: uh Ohio got whooped by Kent State oh my did, did any of our Tuesday headlines come true um other than I, I, I pretty much nailed the mirror beating no. Sasso um, <laughs> that was close I was right there What was Ben's what was Ben's
1: uh I said uh mine was way wrong I said Iowa <laughs> Iowa blanks Ohio State
3: yeah well terrible that was, uh, I guess, that was well, yeah. I'll tell you what is impressive about what Iowa did this weekend: the fact that they're still scoring 30 points on these teams. Like against Purdue, they didn't wrestle Spencer Lee, they didn't have uh, Caleb Young, they didn't have Alex Mornelli, They still scored 30 points. And against Ohio State, they don't have their starting 57 to 65, and still score 30 points. Yeah. Um, well, when, hey, they, the one
1: match we haven't
0: talked about. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say they when you get 16 to start the um to start the duel or what, what was it 12 plus five that's even 17. more yeah more than that 17. 17 to start the duel you're you're well on your way what were you gonna say Ben
1: I was gonna say the one match we haven't talked about was actually the one that is the most interesting to me of this whole bunch for a multitude of reasons um and you skipped over it Caleb Romero versus Michael Kemmerer no, um no. okay it very interesting because uh man Michael Kemmerer did not get a takedown Caleb Merrill I did not see that coming Killed Merrill keeps getting better and better and better he, you know he's someone under Ohio State who's gotten way better than he was I mean I was not impressed a couple of years back and now he's so good he kind of hurts his ankle and because he hurt his ankle he got pushed out like three times in a row and got a stall point point. and then the only other point was because and I it didn't even look purposeful to me because I don't know why you'd grab someone's headgear there but he was kind of like overtied, right Kemmer's collar tight he was overtied. And his like thumb got caught in the headgear. It appeared, and know. he gave up a point for that.
0: It looked pretty, pretty grabby to me. I mean, he was. But I, why would you I, grab it? I mean, why would you grab it there? It was weird. I don't know why, but he was. He was definitely in there. It looked like his. It was more than just the thumb in there, and it was in there for a while. Um, I don't know. I mean, that was. I to to me the 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 bigger point is that the Kimmer couldn't get a takedown and not only could he not get a takedown Romero was completely hobbled the last I don't know minute and a half of that match and he couldn't get a takedown and Kimmer yeah. is one of these guys he's not quite Spencer level but he shoots in the first 2 seconds of almost every match yeah. and he often scores and so I think Romero presents a, a, an athletic and positional challenge for for Kimmer that's going to that's going to exist and that's going to exist at Big 10s and who knows if they'll hit and NCAs, but he's going to be a guy that because so Kimmer is a wrestler for me. I, this is my kind of opinion is like he's going to thrive in the exchanges. And the more exchanges there are, he, he may give up a takedown, but I think he'll come on top of most of them. What Romero does, he limits the exchanges, right? He, he can work well from space yeah. in a way that's not stalling, even though he was definitely stalling at the end there because he, he was so hobbled but he can wrestle from space really well and pick his spots. Now I don't know how he'll ever take down Kimmer. After that double that Kimmer ate from Romero, I mean that was stood him straight up. Kimmer must have just the freakiest tips. Uh Yeah, he looks very powerful. So I don't know if Romero will ever be able to take him down. That that maybe won't happen, but he is going to be in but, matches with Kimmer.
1: Yeah, without the headgear thing and without the ankle injury, that's one to one going to overtime. Yes. Yes.
0: Um, I'm interested. I, w- I mean, I didn't see that coming at all. No, me either. I, I didn't see it coming at all. And Romero, yeah, he is one of these guys. And I think Ethan Smith's looked really, really great as well. He lost, did he lose to a Bronicle early, Racky? Yep. So he lost to Bronicle. I love that. I just say a Bronicle, but I just can't remember <laughs> if it's Danny or, or Zach. That's Dan-
3: the- Danny's like the 65, Zach, 84.
0: Okay. Little Danny, Big Zach. Okay, I'll try to remember that. So he loses to Danny Bronigal. Um, uh, I would. I don't know. Do you want to? I wanted uh, Bracky had quite a quite a delimit the eighty four and ninety seven rankings. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit because eighty four was crazy this week, man. I don't know if you followed the results much, but uh, it kind of broke. Well-
1: a, I mean, we the Virginia Tech. I'm surprised you guys didn't lead the show with Virginia Tech. Well, I wanted to. If you look at the
0: document, it's it's right there towards the top. But the the resident ACC hater Ben Askren doesn't want <laughs> to talk about.
1: Andy loves Iowa wrestling too, and Andy's Andy's our guest, so I figured we need to talk about Iowa wrestling. Andy doesn't want to talk about the ACC. Tell him, Andy. I want to talk ACC,
0: Ben. Oh, wow. ah, dunked ah. on, <laughs> dunked. Listen, last year. Listen, I'm sorry big 10 fans i was at iowa penn state that was amazing that was a great duel we were there but virginia tech nc state was a better duel last year that from an entertainment uh perspective and it set the bar again this year with a 17-16 criteria victory um as predicted on frl and it, c- it could not have happened in more dramatic fashion and, and ben you watched yes. this duel and you know, so many little things had to go Tech's way for them to win this duel. They were the underdogs here. And they had to win two razor-thin toss-ups at 84 and 125. Bolin just just figures out a way to get that riding time just enough and he and, and highly can't hold him down. I don't know what your thoughts on that match were, Ben.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, that was... So what do you win by, like, a minute and a couple of riding Four time? seconds, I think. It wasn't... Not much. It wasn't much um yeah i the the takedown on the edge was very close at the end i you know i guess i think after watching that again and i know i picked trent heidley um it's gonna be i feel like it's gonna be like that every single time and it probably has been to this
0: point right every single match has been like that close yes they've all been like one pointers or yeah. something Yes, I think like um and man i don't in the the with the Bolin highly match highly was so close on that takedown on the edge and if there had been more mat space it maybe maybe he gets that finish but Bolin's just he's just gonna be a tough matchup for him uh no matter what But they're gonna hit again at at accs in all likelihood and you know good chance that they'll wrestle at the ncaa tournament as well just they're so highly ranked uh i don't and we'll see how 84 shakes out seating wise because with aaron brooks and you know, Miles Amin hasn't wrestled yet. Are we gonna see him? Is he gonna go eighty four? I think he goes ninety seven, but we haven't ranked at eighty four.
1: Wait, we he... still don't know
0: <laughs> wait, wait. It's February nine and we don't know what Miles Amin's going?
1: Um
0: we haven't ranked at eighty four. Maybe that's where he's
1: going. I mean going. he's
3: listed at eighty four on the roster, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, so maybe he does. But I also remember vividly the interview this summer where he said I don't I need to stay above my Olympic weight, which is one hundred eighty nine. And it doesn't make sense yeah. for me to cut five pounds under that. So I don't know. We'll see. And he hasn't wrestled a match yet, and hopefully they wrestle Ohio State. I'm kind of getting off on a tangent here. We're trying to focus on this thing. I still
1: think 97 uh, is not as good as 84. When you look at Bowen, Hidley, Deprez, Brooks, top five, that's a really solid top five.
0: Well, yeah. 197 is is not near as good as 84, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Um, Then... I was going to talk about the, the, the conclusion for the Virginia Tech-NC State. Camacho looks, um, he looks solid. He's wrestled a pretty defensive match, more defensive than I would have expected because Camacho, if you watch him this year, he's been a dynamo on his feet. Attack, attack, attack. Yeah. He scored a counter, stall points, kind of played a factor in the match. And then Latona down one late, gets the single. And you said when we were texting, Camacho didn't need to do the dive roll i thought i thought uh, you yeah. needed to what uh, explain there well i would can, we can't bring it up no. on the screen
1: can we no we'll go to jail so Twitter. i thought here's what i thought, maybe thought we'll in, do
0: it maybe we'll pull it in
1: okay well i would like to watch it i thought he could have squared and you know and faced him and it's not like you got to waste a lot of time there was what maybe five seconds left on the clock at that point yeah so if you can you know turn square and you know put your hips in and hands out and. Uh, balance for another five seconds um man I think that would have been a much better course of action obviously you know Camacho's got to decide in the heat of the moment so me as an armchair quarterback uh it's probably a little easier for me to make that that comment than him doing it in the moment but yeah I thought he could have squared up and 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 balanced for a few more seconds and not give him the takedown
0: yeah I don't know I, th- I thought we're and Bracky I think is sending it to Tyler I thought the way he, that Latona had the single and with latona's length he is so so big for that weight and i think camacho is probably yeah. like Camacho looks like a career 25 to me i don't know he, oh, yeah. he doesn't look that big so i think that the way he had the single leg cinched up i don't think there was any squaring up that w- well I if i remember
1: right it was the single leg was on the outside of the body and he picks it up really high okay here we got it i think can we make the yeah. screen
0: it's it's coming okay. all right yeah this is from the acc network um so, check this out. So, Twitter. down four, three.
1: Okay. So, hold on. There's 10 seconds left right now. Okay. So, hold on. There. Can you pause that? stuff right there. Oh, yeah. Okay. uh re- Rewind like half a second. Okay. So, he's in this outside shin wizard position right here, right? And there's only seven seconds left. This is where, uh, you know, I feel like Camacho could have turned and faced. And by the time he turns and faces, there are going to be six seconds left. And you got to balance for six seconds left. Uh, you know, and as, And diving under is not a terrible decision, but it's, you know, obviously it costs them the match here and it is sometimes tough to get to.
0: And, you know, you're seeing more and I, it feels like in, in 2014, everyone was able to hit that pass and get to the stalemate position every single time. And now just, it's, it's now it's desperation when you're going for it. You rarely see guys able to do it. Um, and not get burnt Agreed. for it, or, you know, they're so set up for it. I don't know, what's the, why, because I, I remember watching, I remember watching Clark and Delgado, and first of all, that was just an electric finish there for that duel. But I remember watching Clark and Delgado, and Clark would have, like, a standing single, I think it was this was the, their Big Ten match, and it's, like, so obvious that Jesse's going to dive. What is the technical evolution there that that people weren't having then, that now it's, like, man you're really it's not gonna work anymore Look,
1: this was my complaint with the iowa room and you don't get too mad at me but if no one in your room is doing this you never get a feel for it yeah right and defending it actually is not all that hard there's there's two ways number one you move which is a timing issue or number two you and this is what sam latona did you put a lot of weight on that foot and if you put a lot of weight on that foot foot and or leg right they can't move it. And so then they get stuck there. Mm-hmm. And so the defense to it is not all that hard. But if you've never felt it, you don't know what to do. So if no one in your room is doing these moves, you're not going to be able to defend them. So there has to be a recognition and a familiarity with the moves.
0: Okay, that makes sense. That makes so, sense. Yeah, no, 100%. I And so Latona with that win, okay, so here's here's the, it's the ultimate drama. Because not only did that – they needed that to tie the team score, right? And then you're kind of rolling yeah. the dice if uh, they have to add up the total match points for the criteria thing. So he gets two swipes right at the very end. And those two oh, swipes... Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yes. Oh. The near fall swung the duel, Ben. So if oh, he, my God If Camacho just, does, just gets taken down regularly, they NC State still wins the duel. But because he got the swipes alongside... Wow. Virginia the Hokies win wow
1: no I didn't even really oh my gosh freaking Sam Latona the hero that Virginia Tech needs
0: yeah freshman and now Ben young Samuel what? ranked number two in the nation
1: yeah can I can I make a Tuesday headline okay all right Jacob Camacho or Sam Latona will be in the NCAA finals opposite Spencer Lee yep
0: yeah I like it I mean That's we gonna happen we, I remember at RTC Cup we were talking about. I, we may have mentioned it on FRL, probably so at some
3: point. We're like, man, we did. We talked about it on FRL.
0: We're like, these, these guys are are outside. We said Latona is outside shot at making the finals for sure. And then we talked about it with, uh, you know, we had the the Hokey coaching staff. Some of you know, Coach Frere, like we, they felt the same. They're like, yeah, we think he's he's yeah. that good. And his length is is a problem. He's, I what I like about Sam's. What I like about Jacob is like. They can win matches in a lot of different ways. They can win on top. They can win with their riding. They get out on bottom. They're just, they're really good in a lot of different areas. And you got to feel like if Latona wins ACC, I don't know how they're seated. Seating's going to be a mess. Uh, And how much they'll respect a a win over Camacho, I don't know. But he he should be opposite. I mean, the the sweepstakes for the NCAA seeds is being opposite Spencer Lee. That's just where you want to be.
1: But wait, so they've – Latona's undefeated, correct, this year? Yes. Mm-hmm. And Camacho's got one loss. So if Camacho were to, to win, they would both only have one loss. Um, I mean, yeah, It's so hard with this year. So is anyone else going to be undefeated? I mean, no one in the Big Ten besides Spencer will be, obviously. Right. Um, Anybody else? Courtney
3: or Hildebrandt? Courtney. Courtney could be undefeated. Hildebrandt could be undefeated. Teske? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, Brody Teske. Yeah, Teskey. All those yeah, guys are in different goal. conferences. Wow. That's, so actually, whoa. <laughs>
0: Excuse wow. me. So Courtney, I don't know who's going to touch him in the Pac-12. I mean, he doesn't have anything coming up, does Nobody? he?
3: Uh, they have something coming up. I'm looking right now. I think they go to Iowa State, and they might hit you and I in that. Okay, Central Michigan That'll schedule. Be interesting. Uh
1: but then, with people are sitting on the bench, you never know who's going to wrestle. I mean, look, look at what happened every weekend. And <laughs> I was there last weekend, but now every yeah, weekend. This, of years, uh, this Sunday, bench Arizona bench State unexpected.
3: wrestles Northern Iowa and Iowa State. All
0: right. And looking at, okay, so Drew Hildebrandt will be undefeated going into Max in all likelihood. They've got Cleveland State, Edinburgh, and Buffalo. So yeah. he ain't losing. And then at Max, unless. Uh, could could Connor Brown He's already lost to Hildebrandt once. Yeah, he it was close though, wasn't it? Yeah. I mm-hmm. think it was tight. Connor Brown's good. good. Um we're kind of Connor Brown Connor Brown guys here on FRL. <laughs> um, wh- whatever team he wrestles for. And wherever he wrestles next year, we'll probably cheer for him. It doesn't matter. We like <laughs> Connor Brown. It's fine. Um seven five sudden victory. Um seven five sudden victory. Okay. That's pretty, that's pretty <laughs> interesting. So if he can avenge that, that takes one potential undefeated guy. So it seems like yeah. there's a good chance that, that that Drew Hildebrand um Brandon Courtney seems the most likely to be undefeated. Well he has Teske this weekend. Okay. Will we see some trickery? Will anyone maybe uh, a, a strategic holdout here? I don't well think I was you're gonna see
1: gonna that say, from I was the Panther training. If you if there's two other undefeateds, if there's two other undefeateds behind Spencer, Spencer's obvious one. There's two and three. Do you somehow try to lose to go down, to go down to the sixth seed?
3: <laughs> so you're Honestly, not the
1: four or five opposite Spencer. It would be
0: preferable, but it's good. It's tough. It's tough to oh, to rig it to that way because how do you know? Yeah. How do you know how they're gonna come up with it? Um, I don't know. Yeah, you have no idea. Um, so yeah, that's 25 seeding is gonna be fascinating because um, if you get the four. That's, that's a, that's a rough, uh, Friday evening for you.
2: Mhm.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. But I, I'm really impressed with Latona. He's really strong. Um, someone actually asked a question. I don't know if you put it in the doc. I don't even know if we'll get the questions today, but, um, typically, you know, so I always think when I think about how strong Spencer is, I think about who Anthony Robles liked to wrestle because that was, you know, I was the most comparable of getting wrist and then start, scoring a whole bunch of points once they get the wrist and he always had an easy time with guys who were taller just because of the leverage factor and he always had a tougher time with guys who were like shorter and a little stronger and so Latona is is long he does look kind of strong but i feel like he's going to have a really tough time well it, kind of everyone does right except maybe Dayton and Nick Soriano and Nate Tomasello keeping Spencer out of the
0: positions that Spencer wants to be in he's he's not going to have any answers for Spencer i don't think he's got the this- I I don't think I mean there's no one that really matches up well, but I I don't think I don't think he's the guy personally. Yeah.
1: Um. Oh, yeah. they said Robert Finkel said Taylor Lamont is also undefeated.
0: Yeah, Bracky. Um. Yeah. So that'll be going into <laughs> Big Twelves. I mean, I don't know. Bracky I, and I, Bracky was lamenting, uh, you know, some plays have Lamont really high, and last year at 33, he was not great. He needed like... Yeah. Uh, he They need... Remember they created a match? I we, forgot about they this. They
3: created a fake match and screwed a kid out of an NCAA tournament berth. What do you mean? <clears throat> they said that uh, the Big 12s last year, there would be no true ninth place matches before the tournament. And then Taylor Lamont goes 0-2 and they... He doesn't have an automatic bid and I he didn't wrestle like a full season. He was still like... Seventeen and seven, or something like that. He would oh have God, gotten man. a wild card, and I think Utah Valley was very nervous about him getting a wild card and wanted to do this true ninth place match. So they completely reversed course and changed the rules that they said they were going to do before the tournament, and gave Lamont this true ninth place match so he could qualify for NCAAs. blaze. Typical
0: Utah Valley calling the shots in the Big
3: Twelve. It makes no sense, but it <laughs> happened. Um, it happened. Yeah, he's undefeated. He's
1: six and zero this year.
3: Yeah, but uh, so he would hit Teskey. Teskey, Mastro. He hasn't hit a lot of the top of the Big Twelve.
0: So Big Twelve will only have one undefeated guy, probably. Looks like. Yes. Someone will will lose. Maybe they all lose. Maybe maybe Teskey loses to Courtney, and then Teskey beats Lamont and.
1: Yeah, potential.
0: I don't know who do you think wins that. Who do you think wins Teskey or Courtney? Andy.
2: Intrigued to see. It's a big, big test for Brody. Yeah. Biggest to date, right? I mean, how
0: about, what, what were your thoughts? Hmm. You know, you probably followed Brody throughout his career. Um, just seeing him, wh- what he's been able to become at, at I. Just th- thoughts on his track.
2: I think it's more in line with what I thought he'd be coming out of high school. I mean, just uh, for whatever reason, didn't work at, at Penn State. And um, found a, a home. Got uh, all those Fort Dodge guys with him uh, back hour and a half from home, I think it's just a, a really good fit for him with with Doug and his staff, and seeing a little bit more of the version of, of Brody Teskey, I thought we'd see in college. It was it was interesting. I remember during his recruitment, you know,
0: watching him, I'm like, okay, uh, I like him. I think he's he's a scrapper. It looks like he needs he needs some work. He's gonna be good. But the thing was. Kale and Coach Brands both wanted this guy in the in the worst way. They both were like, "This mm-hmm. guy is a you know." Obviously, Iowa had Spencer Lee, um, but they're like, "They'll figure it out with 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 Brody." And and Kale really liked him. They ultimately got him. So everyone saw all this potential in Brody, and I was like, "Well, I I don't know that I don't see it, but I don't. It's not jumping off the page for me. It's not jumping off the screen that this guy's going to be this awesome wrestler." And then you know, turns out this is basically his freshman year, and he's really, really good. And he's, you know, going to contend yep. for All-American status. So, you know, they're the they're the pros, pros. But that was just an interesting thing because I remember, like, okay, everyone's going to want Nick Buzakis and everyone's going to want Shane Van Ness, and you see it. But with Brody, you know, this is a guy he lost at Super 32 his, his senior year when a, a lot times, of people thought he was going. Right? Yeah, I think he – I don't even know if he plays. If he plays, you know, he definitely lost a couple times his senior year that was just surprising to me but now look look what he's become it's 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 pretty cool
2: um yeah, okay
0: agree. so we were talking about virginia tech but we just kind of in, in typical frl you got fashion.
1: 125 i mean that was uh that, that was the thing organic
0: conversation there mr piles okay good good glad glad you thought hey can so. i
1: tell you one thing that i love and i maybe you guys i think you guys are gonna agree with me that you love this okay um and I don't even know if there's a different rule this year or something that is making this happen, but people are just changing weights all the time. Like Ridge it wrestled up at 149 pounds. Um, Paitzel was up at 141. And is, is there some rule that's making it easier for these guys to switch up and down this year? Because it seems to me it's happening more frequently than I noticed in other years. And I'm thinking maybe obviously because maybe certain guys on teams are contact traced and so they're, they're you know shifting lineups around to be effective for duels.
0: I don't think any rules have changed. I Definitely mean, I, once you, I mean, if Petzl wrestles descent. up at 41, if he weighed in at 41, then he's got okay. to, they follow, they follow the same descent plans.
1: Hmm. So I thought maybe maybe there was some kind of pass given due to the circumstances. Uh, you know, we've seen Shane Griffith bump up. I feel, I feel like it's happening more this year than in traditional years. And maybe it's because some of these guys, like, you know may uh love it. he doesn't have a starting spot because he's behind Chad red, so maybe, whatever, I'll go up another weight class, um maybe it's something like that,
0: yeah, um okay,
1: yeah, he might I, be I, in starting one forty nine because he kicked that dude's butt
0: Yeah. you think what do you think Bracky?
3: uh, I mean, I don't know, uh, I wouldn't put it out as a realm possibility, but I mean Brock Hardy's still a top twenty five guy, yeah. I mean, Love was really good last year, and I wouldn't rule it out, but uh, I would still probably favor Rock Hardy. Yeah, it's so it's a big uh, match.
0: Man, it's it's a bummer Ridge can't make 33 anymore because they could they could have really used him this year. Yeah, they're struggling down there. Yeah, it's tough. Um,
1: the other match in that duel, Nebraska versus Michigan State. So the Big Ten Plus doesn't have you the duel starts and um and uh I don't remember the Michigan they're wrestling <laughs> right the 33 problem match is happening you cannot watch um the 125 match which was 14 to 13 and I really wanted to watch it
0: yeah I, fully I and
1: Cronin um but Schultz Caffey was fun and I I guess uh, I really like Caffey but the big takeaway for me was how are the referees not calling stalling more frequently when people are going out of bounds? I feel like percentage-wise, they're doing this number. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to say every time, but Caffey went out of bounds a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. a lot. And I think – I don't even know if he got a stalling point. I think he got one warning, and that was it, right? Because Schultz had – yeah, because Schultz had two takedowns and two escapes, and he had
0: six points. So he didn't get a stalling point. No, it was – I, it was strange to me because Caffey comes out, he gets a single leg takedown right, almost immediately, yep. and then mm-hmm. he didn't like gas. He didn't seem like oh he's exhausted, but he couldn't he could not control or hold center against Schultz at all, and he was getting moved yep. around and going out of bounds a, a ton. I I mean it was I was really kind of feeling for Nebraska there. They have they have not been on the uh, good end of some calls this season, and I thought I thought they should have hit Caffey well earlier than they did he he ultimately got hit but I think to your point I don't think he ever gave up a stall point and um yeah. yeah he went out of bounds so many times Christian I mean it had to be close to 10 times he went out of bounds they need a dang step out point uh or something it's got to just be more black and white It'd be so much simpler oh. I kind of thought he thought I thought he thought he was maybe
1: doing freestyle because he kept making himself grounded did you notice he that did.
0: yes he did ground <laughs> himself one time <laughs> He was like in short offense. He just trying to be grounded. I mean, it, it is kind of interesting because like you can't back like when you he just kind of dropped right on the edge and like it's hard uh-huh. to circle circle around. So the thing with with the the edge rule, if you back straight out and you don't circle back in, it's a thing. But if you just drop yourself, you don't technically back all the way out. So it was it was a weird tactic. But Schultz Schultz must have really good pressure that he puts on guys, and he's oh his pressure was outstanding in that match. Yeah, and I think you know Caffey. And what was interesting, Caffey's like a Greco guy, right? He should be. You feel like in the hand fight, yeah. he'd be okay. He was getting moved around in a lot of different positions, a lot Everywhere. of control ties. Uh, it was, it was strange. Um, yeah, that was that was a
1: fun match. So Cam Caffey's fun because he he is you know he's very creative in his defenses and unique
0: and we we saw that on the edge but yeah I I I didn't think he looked all particularly yeah the takedown he gave up he looked uh he wasn't able to present the kind of scrambling problems he presents for like it like he like he gave Abe Assad when they wrestled
1: yeah yeah, and he, he did that quite a bit. Last, I mean, he won a whole bunch of matches last year against really good guys, um, which I think we're on the 97. You guys want to talk about the I, – I I can't believe this stat, but um, Noah Adams was the only – first and only number one guy to lose this year. That's kind of
0: insane. It is insane, but when you think about how few matches there are, it's less insane, right? Yeah. Now, how few of the best guys are hitting. Well, are you know no one at 25 is going to lose. Our number one at 133 has not wrestled, so that makes it easier. Um
3: eligible tomorrow.
0: Yep. Dayton's gonna be back. So that's exciting. Okay. 41, Sebastian Rivera. He has not hit uh he would he would have hit Nick Lee, right? They were supposed to duel, but that then that didn't happen. Yep. Uh so that would have potentially disrupted Sammy Sasso. He could have lost. That would have been one, but he did not. He's winning. Ryan Deacon, we've hardly seen. How many matches we have, not have we seen him at all? We haven't seen him. So, okay, we have two number ones that haven't wrestled. That seems problematic. Seabass has got four matches. Makai Lewis, uh, the, the guys that can beat him are not on his schedule. He's, although yep. Kennedy Monday got darn close. Kimmer, uh, he was close with... Uh, with Romero he would have hit Labriola but they held him out that match 84 mm-hmm. our number one at 84 has not wrestled um oh my god Eric Schultz okay he's he's been battle tested he beat Jacob Warner and Cam Caffey and then Gable Steveson he will not lose to anyone on earth probably in the next anyone. year or so no
3: he pinned Luffman oh in 34 seconds yes
0: he's
1: that he's, was awesome
0: and then he's he getting he did, quite theatrical. I didn't
1: particularly like his dance I think he should work on his dance moves but um, I like that you know it he kind of had a little celebration there. What did he dance? Well, it was like some little move, you know. He's getting down here and pointing at someone, and listen, what do you want to call it, Brack? I was not a dance. It was uh, it was uh, it was
3: theatrics. Yeah, it was dramatic.
1: Theatrics. I like the runoff okay.
3: though. I do too. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was fun. Yeah, he, he did the little uh, heel click this time too off the mat. Uh, yeah. That did that you see funny. the heel click? I I
1: did not catch the heel click. I so uh, you know he pins him and. then... Uh, listen, what, I, okay. It's not a dance. Fair enough. I, I mischaracterized <laughs> it there, but you know, he gets down and I don't know who the heck he was pointing at, but he's pointing at somebody and they did a little thing and then boom, well, he and was ran off. People gave
3: him up. uh crap last week because he just like ran off the mat against Rutgers and didn't like shake hands, even though I don't know if you're supposed hands. to or not Yeah. Not this year. You can so, wrestle
0: him. Just do not. No, so, no, no. No palm to palm contact.
3: So he did like the little pause, and then he was looking to see if Luffman was going to shake his hand, and then he saw Luffman walking away, so he ran off.
0: Yes.
1: Hey, did we talk about um, Gable's technique video last week online? Oh my
0: gosh. No. <laughs> <laughs> he, I think he oh, dropped that yes. after Thursday FRL. Yeah, Gable, oh, uh, so good. you know. I mean, you and You showed Fast the proper Twitch. way to do a thigh pry, Christian. I, I figure yeah. every, every uh every Gable comment or discussion is going to be followed up by a little Ma- Mr. Fast Twitch update. Mr. Fast Twitch now ranked AJ Ferrari beat Jacob Woodley. There He's ranked 14th now, so Ben can stop Wish- by yelling about that. That match is not available online anywhere. I couldn't no, find it. It's unfortunate because um, uh, that would have been a very anticipated match to watch. I tried to. I even signed up for YouTube TV free trial, and then when I realized I I didn't get that match, I immediately unsubscribed <laughs> for YouTube TV. It was worth a shot. Hey, the,
1: the
0: you you mentioned it,
1: Christian, and I forgot that I had it. But the Hulu Live is clutch.
0: Yeah, it's good. It has Big Ten Network and ACC Network. ACC, yep, yes. both of them. So that was that was a awesome. clutch here in the in the Piles household for sure. Um. All right, so, yeah, we talked about Gable, Mr. Fast Twitch. He he just, you watched the match, Bracky. Yeah. Many people did not.
3: Um, Yeah. Though they wanted to. Uh, It was, he got taken on the first period, and that was pretty much it. It was 3-2. I've noticed, guys, when, and Ben, you've talked about it, how good he is from his knees. Um, Yeah. A lot of people, they walk into him when he's on his knees, and that's what happened with Woodley. He walked in, and AJ did a thing where he kind of, like, crawls and lunges forward onto a single and he's really good once he gets on your leg finishing and he just kind of methodically yeah. finished it wasn't like one of his blast doubles run through you it was a single work through it finish um he didn't have any problems getting away from woodley who is tough on top mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean he's as advertised it looks like and i think West Virginia is sending starters to this Cowboy Challenge. Ooh. Woo! So Let's we do it. Could see him Noah Adams this weekend,
0: dude. How fire would it have been if Noah was still number one, and then Mr. Fast Twitch would have his shot at the number one guy? And I think honestly, uh, we were talking about this on on the ride over to see on Super Bowl party. Like, who are the guys that could give AJ the the problems? Because neutral, I think he's as good as anyone on their feet. We we were talking about Tanner Sloan as a potential guy that could really challenge AJ from the top position, and Noah's pretty good on top too.
3: Yeah, I I think I I really think Noah can match him on his feet too. He's he's, he's big and strong. He's super athletic. Um, he's not afraid to get in those scrambles and mix it up. Um, so I'd be really interested to see that matchup. One one ninety seven, the Big Twelve is a ton of fun. You took the words out of my mouth. Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, Tanner Sloan is is murking everybody right now. And he hasn't wrestled the best competition, but he's still ending. I think every match except for one has been early termination. Um, Woodley. He's got twelve Ferrari. matches. What's that?
1: He's got twelve 2 ma- He's got two decisions in twelve matches. Woodley and Coleman.
3: Okay.
0: Who's gonna? Do you have any insight Bamble. on what Iowa State's doing for their lineup? Who's gonna be their ninety-seven? Is it gonna be Younger or, or uh, Coleman? I don't know. Really intrigued to see that one. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm. I'm kind of curious. But yeah, big the Big Twelve.
3: Adam Sloan, Woodley, Buchanan, Seeley, Wait, so, AJ Ferrari, all top twenty guys. So the top six, all top twenty.
1: Are we gonna talk about this Buchanan uh, Adams match? Because you guys had what it talking on flow,
3: about? and it was fire. <laughs> what happened?
1: Why haven't we talked about it yet, Bracky? Why the guy think- got whooped. How about that? Whooped? He didn't get whooped. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he didn't get whooped. He didn't get whooped. Uh, so, Buchanan, Wisconsin, Native go Wisconsin. Um, man, it was a fun match. It was back and forth. Buchanan has some really good offense. Um, Noah Adams does, obviously, also. And the thing I was going to bring up, I was not on this trip, and now this is 20 years ago, but... um the Missouri guys that are older than me the year before I got there they went to Wyoming and all of them everyone them, bitched and complained about how bad the altitude was uh in Wyoming so I I'm gonna ask you do you think the altitude affected Noah Adams
3: I I texted because Bray was on the call and he is the one that really opened our eyes to this a few yes. years ago when Oklahoma State went out there and they had that awesome duel with Dean Heil and Bryce Meredith, mm, but they, yeah. they split yep. five to five, I believe. Oklahoma State just had a number of bonus point wins to win the duel. But you yeah. could tell all of these amazing Oklahoma State wrestlers were really feeling it. And Noah is not a guy that gasses. That's no. that's not in his repertoire. That's yeah. not something he's he's done at any point in his career. And he was exhausted at the end of that match.
0: So I'm, I'm yeah. doing uh, some research here, Ben. Now, Noah Adams is from Coal City, West Virginia. Elevation two thousand six hundred and twelve. So that's not terrible. But Laramie? Sure, but it's not what what Laramie's seven
1: thousand. I mean it's high. And uh, the, the hilarious 7, story 000. is that oh my <laughs> God. everyone gassed in everyone gassed in the Mizzou duel versus Wyoming. So this is the year before I get there. So let's see. This is two thousand the winter of two thousand two. Everyone gassed and Coach Smith was so pissed that he wanted them to all work out the next day, but they didn't have act it was like you know snowing outside and there was nothing outside. So he made them do a pool workout. And like three guys on the team, Dante Stone, Tyron Woodley, they weren't good swimmers. <laughs> I'll joke like they were drowning. <laughs> uh, man, oh, it's so funny. Yeah, oh, elevation's man. no joke. What,
0: I would like to. It would be just kind of funny. But it would probably be disastrous. But like, what if they had an NCAA's at elevation, like have it in, like even a at Denver person?
1: That would be have, car- that would be a huge effect on on the outcome. For it sure. would be
0: kind of. I'm kinda here for it. I'm here for like you know, every couple years, you know, you throw in a Madison Square garden or you have it in a football stadium. Let's have an
3: elevation in CAA's and You'd have all the teams training with those masks on yeah. all season long. It was it elevation mask or whatever? Uh-huh. I would love yeah. to see
0: it. Can you imagine the meltdowns you would see? The Epic third oh, periods. Awesome. Oh, the third periods. Like no lead would be safe. It would be I honestly think it would be kind of a cool thing. It's it's all fair. Well, they you do know, the Dave
1: Schultz there in Colorado Springs um, almost every single year, and that that's above that's above Denver. I want to say that's like six six thousand eight hundred or something. And I wrestled there a couple times, and yes, I, I got to gas out a couple foreigners very very badly because we were at elevation.
0: That's six thousand feet. Six thousand. It's pretty high. Yeah, that's that's up there. I'm here for I'm here for the elevation NCAAs that would be okay
1: but so I I do think I would lean towards elevation affected Noah Adams but I think Noah Adams versus Stephen Buchanan is is a fun match almost every single time because like I said they both have fairly dynamic offense Um, they both I don't in my opinion not super great defensively and they're they're not afraid to to mix it up so that one's going to be good we're going to see it again you know well like you said, seven in the Big Tens is a blast because you have Sloan and a bunch of other guys that are going to mix it up in there with them.
3: Yeah, they, I mean, to your point, Ben, they had two good matches last year. It was 9-8 in the dual 7-4 Big 12s. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, there was there was a point in the first period because Noah came out right away takedown, and then he got at um, Buchanan up in the air with a double again, and it looked like he was going to yes. finish. and almost looked like he was scared he had too much momentum and was like, going to go over the top with him Too much elevation and he tried to like he i don't know he try, he didn't try to finish like as hard with it and it allowed buchanan to kind of get his hips back under and avoid yeah. the takedown and i wonder how much that changes the match if it's 4-1 late in the first period other yeah. than i think it finished 2-1 going into the second the but the other
1: one i'm i th- i'm blanking on whose favorite what, i'm playing this but the reversal when someone almost catches someone on their back like i wouldn't have been surprised if that was two swipes they didn't give two swipes it was but close i wouldn't for have sure. been shocked
3: yeah you thought it was i don't know i haven't got back since i watched it live uh live yeah. he's not revisiting that <laughs> live i probably didn't think right. it was um okay but uh it was very pre-
1: it was precarious for a second i can't yes, remember which way it was it
3: went, but yeah. they did not give backs they did not
0: then cordell norfleet East buchanan Buchanan would have been like a top five guy if he had uh, taken out Cordell, but now Cordell, where's he sit? Like fourth, Bracky?
3: Yeah, that's what I'm pulling up right now. Yeah, it, it it created just a huge mess at 197 because I think it would have been I don't know more clear cut if Buchanan just beat Norfley. and then he's like third, three, and then Adams is probably four. Um, but because yeah. Buchanan loses to Norfley, that pushes Adams down farther. Um, and Norfley goes from nine to three. Uh, Trumbull and Bonacorsi beat the number two guy in the country and Trumbull beat the guy that beat the number two guy in the country. Um unfortunately Trumbull wasn't in the lineup yet when NC State wrestled Virginia and um uh, we didn't we didn't punish J.I.L.O. as much as we should have um when he lost to Bonacorsi at the time. So we made that correction and he slides behind Adams who was ranked ahead of him uh going into the um. season
1: this weight class of any i feel like there's guys who are relatively low in the rankings who could make a big difference in march so the and the three that i see the most rocky elums all the way down Mm -hmm. at 22. ferrari at 14 and sloan at 12. like if you told me all three of those guys finished top six i'm not really all that surprised like i think those guys can make some gigantic movements upwards i mean if you tell me it's sloan and ferrari in the finals are you really that shocked?
0: No, there's there's basically no, no there's no comment. I mean, maybe we're not giving Schultz the respect because not only is he the a clear number one, but he's been battle tested. He beat Warner and he beat Caffey, yeah. which is about as good a resume as anyone has at 197. But he's not a super dynamic point scorer. He's not going to put up major points. He doesn't have like he's not super he's not like amazing on top or anything. He's like really solid. He's hard to take down. He's great positional and he scores. So yeah, with that, you're, you're right. Um, it could well, be, any, I mean, but any hold number, on. Guys. So with,
1: and I, so I agree. Schultz is the obvious number one at this point, but at the, at the same time, we're not winning. He has of his seven wins. He's got three of them that are one point wins. Mm-hmm. He beat Warner 3 2, he beat Davison 3 2, and he beat Caffey 6 5. So he's got three one point wins. Um yeah, I mean, yeah, he, I think he's those the all, obvious number all are, one. All those guys are top ten guys, too. Yeah, they're all really solid. Like I said, I think he's number but when you're winning one point matches, they can very easily go the other direction.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh man, someone Kozak has a great idea. We can put Musakaiev Ka-
0: <laughs> Musa in Laramie. Oh my gosh! Who do we want to see him against? Z- Zane Musakaev and Laramie. Oh my God! Greatest thing ever. That's that is that is electric. I mean, he, if he doesn't text Zane in the first forty-eight-ish seconds, <laughs> what was, were, you at, were you at Worlds in nineteen in, in nur I Was what? What was it like getting? I've never got to watch that man up close and personal. Does is he like? Is he smoking cigs like between matches?
2: I didn't see that. I cannot confirm nor deny. He's electric, though. <laughs> yeah. And he's got gas in the tank. He's, he is so... He is the most...
0: Is he the most stereotypical fast twitch wrestler of all time? Like, fast twitch, gotta be. electric, but just cannot hold up.
1: I mean... So, he's got to also not train. Like, there's no way he <laughs> can be that fast twitch that you gas in 45 seconds. I mean, he is, like... He is lightning, but... I've I have literally never ever seen anyone in my whole life gas as fast as he does. It it is quite impressive,
0: and he is you know, um, Shane Sparks. I mean, Mr. to the body point language guy, he has guys. the worst body language in wrestling too. You can you he, can tell he everything. Stand everything up. He's feeling. Yes, he he does no effort to camouflage <laughs> his his uh, cardiovascular distress. He just looks on, on the as soon as he's feeling it, you can tell he's feeling it, and he's taking. Yeah. I love all the re- ways he's able to take injury time. What do you think about UWW? You can take unlimited injury time at any point in time ever. That's something. Yeah, yeah. It's. it's I don't know why that's not abused. I
1: really don't know why that's not abused more. There was one match that an athlete I had was in um, a couple years back. It was at UWW, and the other guy, the other guy was cramping. I didn't. And I don't think he was faking. I. I think it was real. But I'm like, well how much longer does he get and they're like as long as he wants i'm like wait that can't be the rule can it like yeah he could have literally as much time as he wants and so like musa why does he just call like do two minutes calls like a seven minute break does two more minutes seven minute break and then there's the last two minutes i mean it's well within his rights those are the rules he can do that why doesn't he do it i'm i'm sure he's looking into it as we speak (laughs)
0: Why wouldn't he? If
1: I was Musakayev's coach, I would call the injury time for
0: him. Yeah, it would it would be advisable for sure. He's he is a freak. Yeah, I mean Musakayev at elevation, that's a that's that's must that's appointment viewing. Okay, so a couple. Fun. I want to get into a couple more things. I want to talk uh, some more just about the flow wrestling track wrestling thing. But before we get to that. Ben, did you see that Doug Schwab lost a team point for wearing a hooded sweatshirt? I saw this in the
1: doc, and uh, I don't even know what it means.
0: So, okay. <laughs> Imagine uh, Andy's sweatshirt was a UNI sweatshirt. It had a UNI thing. Okay. It's just like that zip-up hoodie. We've all seen him. He wears them. He's worn it before. But for whatever reason, the, the, the busybody Budinsky refs, Decided it's, it's team point time. In the
3: middle of the duel. In the middle of the duel. It wasn't like the duel just started. He walked out and they're like, Pfft. team point. It was just like, hey, what are you doing? Team point. What are
0: you doing? So I what's know, the rules know that zippers? you can't wear hoodies. I don't know. I don't know because it's not like it was a, I don't know, not you and I hoodie. I mean, T- Terry Brands so wears a, a zip up. It's not the rule. It's not the rule. So they, well, they Why took, did they get a point? They took the team point. I don't know. There, there are some uniform standards for coaches do you know them at all
2: Andy uh what no jeans no jeans
3: no shorts no shorts Mark Hall's dad Mark Hall's dad gotten told how that about to his shirt year Yeah. can Ben
2: get away with flip-flops yeah can you have flip-flops yeah how many I could maybe if I became a
0: digital coach I could probably set the record for the most team points given away in a year because I would wear sandals every duel that would not be good I think you would probably have to wear uh you would have have to wear the sneakers um Maybe just tell my guy, listen, guys, I'm going to support you the best I can. You
1: guys have to wrestle extra hard because I am going to wear my sandals today. So let's get out there and give a great effort.
0: That's very, (laughs) very selfish, Ben. Uh, Yeah. So I, you know, no jeans, no shorts, um, no hats, no hats. That all, that all, that sex checks out. But uh, as far as a hooded sweatshirt, but anyway, so they take the team point. It's a big, big hubbub and Twitter's kind of, it's funny. And then they end up giving the team point back. And they're like, okay, you can wear it. And he's worn it before. He wore it at the what? state though. They gave the team point back. Snip, snap.
2: Oh, it's such a mess. Such it's so, such so mess. weird. It's like, like the next day, right? The next
0: day.
3: They're like, yeah, you're right. Retroactively gave oh, wait, the point back. The next back.
0: day they gave it back to him? Not during the duel? No. During the duel. Or no, after, oh, okay, after okay. the duel. Right. The next day. They, they're like, oh, yeah. We, I guess we can't do that. It's like, why, wow. why is it, why are you going into the match just thinking so about bad. that? You're just looking so for bad. ways to insert yourself into, I mean, I mean, it's bad enough when they take the points for the headgear toss or a celebration on the bench, but when we're, we're talking about hoodies, determine. I mean, you just saw what a team point can do. It if, a, if Pat Pop was wearing a hooded sweatshirt or, or Tony Roby, then, then NC State wins? That's what we're talking about. That's what's determining matches. It's just talking about practice. Talking about practice. Talking about sweatshirts. Uh, any, anyway, um, kind of, kind of a, kind of a silly thing, but also, you know, these are, duels are important, and that they're all we have right now. And you know, we kind of look silly when we're, when that's a when the scoring mechanism is shirts. That's that's not ideal. Agreed. So, um you know uh i I don't know what else i I feel unprepared in, in a way to talk about the the details of of you know this track wrestling flow wrestling merger because you know a lot of the questions you know I can't really answer a lot of them right now, but I think high level and what makes me excited is you know you have two you know bar none the the biggest wrestling websites in the world coming together to work together and you know, Andy and I have been discussing this, but I feel like the the wrestling fans are going to be the ultimate beneficiaries of of this agreement of uh, us combining powers. But with the um, when you when you consider the the two behemoths coming together, there is a there is going to be an element of of figuring out what it's going to exactly look like. I I can say that you know, Andy Kyle are going to be joining our our content team, right? So. Um, if you like reading Andy's stuff, you're gonna be able to read it on Flow Wrestling, and everyone knows his coverage of Iowa wrestling, the state of Iowa wrestling, and just general coverage of wrestling is is uh, you know the gold standard for for the sport. Kyle is a wrestling historian. He is you know he worked at talk a little bit about Kyle Kleeman, because I think I feel like you know everyone knows Andy, everyone knows Shane pretty pretty well, but talk a little bit about about Kyle and, and what he brings to the team just
2: an awesome awesome guy uh probably the leading historian in the sport um encyclopedia of knowledge now you remember the gilman quote down in uh raleigh were work horses not show ponies yeah let's keep that in perspective that's kyle Klingman, he's a workhorse not a show pony <laughs> loves to tell the stories of the sport uh just loves it at every level too i mean he he uh big big fan of women's wrestling small college wrestling you put him on anything he's gonna do a terrific job and uh, really uh fun engaging personality too yeah um, I've got got
0: to know him a little bit through this process I didn't know him well at all and uh yeah seems seems like an awesome guy and very hardworking and that's something that's something getting to know the track team it's it's uh that's a common thread it's a it's you can tell it's a bunch of people that love wrestling and and love to work and they're not afraid to um, in the long days that you know covering the sport and loving the sport really requires um but I don't I don't know Andy if you have any any, any thoughts or, or thing to share or, um we're we're really excited that you're here
2: yeah it's awesome to be here hospitality's been great i mean i think when you know we first started getting uh you know started wrapping our heads around it i think one of the things that that was really exciting for Kyle and i was just the fact you know we've had these projects that seem far off, you know, wanting to get into the documentary space and ideas there. And, you know, those were going to be probably months, years away. And and suddenly, like, that that stuff uh, became, you know, a possibility overnight. And that's really exciting. You guys have done such a tremendous job uh, raising the bar. We've tried to be a little bit different. Uh, and I think the two uh, entities combining, like, complement each other really well. Yeah, and
0: that's something that, that I agree. I agree as well. I feel like where we're weak, you guys are, are are really strong. And then on the event event management side, um, you guys were first and the kind of the the leaders there. And we, you know, we have Flow Arena, and I don't know how all that's going to work. And fortunately, we don't have to figure that out. But I know it's going to be a a solution that is that is helpful for for wrestling fans. So I think there's good congruency with the with the two teams. It's, um. You know, something as it, when it was discussed, I got, I got really, really excited. And then as it got closer and closer, um, it was like, man, this is like too good to be true. Is this, what's going to go wrong? How's it not going to happen? Then it gets done. And um, dang, Ben Askren, it's kind of, kind of broke it. Uh, So every, every now and again, rumor. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Ben hears a rumor, and you know Ben's just—he's just—I mean, we love him. He's—he's he's an open book, and his whatever's on his mind comes out. So well, you know, hey, it,
1: we were not on air technically. No,
0: no, but our our stuff is is crazy, and your mics can be off, but it can still be—it's a whole thing. But anyway, Ben comes on, and he's like, "Hey, I heard a rumor," or he's like, "Are you guys buying track wrestling?" And I was like, uh It's. it's, I was. My jaw hit the floor. We didn't confirm it, but if you were tuned into FRL like five minutes before, you heard that. Six of them. Yeah. There. There's, and some people were, and we we heard about it, but fortunately, it it was the secret was mostly kept under wraps until the, until it became officially official. So,
2: congrats on the scoop, Mm. man. Yeah. Good. Way to go. are leaving great
0: sources what can i say yeah but we did a good job we kept it a secret really well uh on the on yeah. the flow side Absolutely. we didn't even tell you ben we tell you a lot i know so if you had told me if you had told me that i would have asked
1: you and then no one would have got out boom
0: well listen we i i you know i don't i could get in big trouble for for sharing this so so i didn't but yeah That's it's a, it's exciting times and i'm sure you guys have a lot of questions and i want to be able to answer them thoroughly and i'm sure you know, this is our second day really working together and they're hopefully we'll have more answers as, as things come and um uh, we're just glad that they're on the team here. Uh, anything else? We can get to some questions here. No, next with the questions. Okay, questions from friends. Thank you so much for them. Uh Jeff Kleinsmith. Which number one ranked wrestler is most likely to lose next? So not 25, not 33, because no one's beaten Dayton until NCAA's. If if he does in fact lose at any point, uh, Rivera could lose at Big Tens for sure because you've got Iowa Lee with and Ironman. Ironman and Nick Lee. So and you know you can't count out a Chad Red type of guy here either. So he'd be on the list. Sammy Sasso for similar reasons could be on the list. Mm-hmm. Ryan Deacon. So there's so many 57s, but who at 57s beating Ryan Deacon? I don't know. They're not. In the the Rust the Factor. The big Ten, right? That's true. That's true. Um, you know, just not having wrestled is going to be problematic. Makai Lewis, not till NCAA's, even though Kennedy Monday pushed him. I think I don't see that mm-hmm. happening. It'll be
3: interesting to see him against Jake Wenzel this weekend, by the way. Oh, yeah. Wenzel beat Monday. Wenzel beat Monday. He's beat Ethan Smith. He's beat Braun Eggle. He's, he's really solid.
0: He beat Ethan Smith this year or last year? Last year,
3: year. yeah. That's,
0: dang. Jake Wenzel. Miles Amin, I think he would probably lose to Big Ten. Big Ten's to Brooks. I don't think any of them are losing till conferences, personally. I think all the number well, ones are going to Well, Christian,
1: we play. only have one more weekend till conferences, really. And some. a lot of people aren't even wrestling that weekend.
0: Yep. Yep. Man, I I think so. I think all the ones are gonna hold until conferences, personally. So yeah, sorry, yeah. kind of a cop out answer. Um, I'll say I'll say Rivera. Just because that weight is so good and he's gonna hit one, maybe two I mean, who knows how they see that at the Big Tens. We we have him ranked first, but that doesn't mean he'll be ranked first for um in the Big Ten seedings. I don't know how they'll do it. Mm-hmm okay if john smith had not been pulled into coaching how many world championships do you think he could have won Mm.
1: oh man i i saw this question and i don't know how to answer it because i don't know the competitive landscape of 1993
0: um i you know i wasn't really
1: even watching wrestling at that point um so who for me i have no idea i i would ask someone who's more uh can they know the time better
0: Andy may have an idea.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I what? Because Tom won it in '93, right? Mm-hmm. So U.S. was on a pretty good roll there. Yeah, he
0: he made it as soon as he retired. So could John
1: then, Smith whoop Perry Tom Brands in '93?
0: <laughs> good question.
2: Well, he whooped Let's him. Ask in, him. In uh, well, when 91? when did was it '91 91 U.S. 91, Open, right? I'm not sure if it's '91 or '92. Yeah,
0: so he beat him. I mean, I've, I I kind of tend to believe that it would have been John at least a couple of years after that. 91. It's on YouTube. Yeah. It's a beat. It's a beating. And so two yeah. years later would have, would have Tom figured out all of that. I don't know. Um, let's say if John put in another five years, which would have been pretty reasonable. I mean, they said up until he was the best guy in the Oklahoma state room. And then it was like Jamil Kelly when he made his Olympic silver run before anyone was even like, testing him in, in the yeah. room like he was that good mm. so i don't know i'd say he could have got at least three more at, through maybe he doesn't win them all but when you're six for six man i i can't uh crack couple more
2: 93 right. world championships those were kind of w- with the heat it's kind of like the equivalent of the elevation ncaa championships i think were you there mm. i was not he said it was that was was that where terry wrestled the cuban
1: yeah
0: oh my gosh Fish.
1: Famous match. The great great match. Watch that on YouTube.
0: Jesus Wilson. Grabs him, he gouges him. <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah. an epic American it's real victory. Real. It's awesome. Um next question. Let's go to um Okay, this is one is for Bracky. Uh ready. If pound for pound are based on elite wins, as you say, why is Rivera ranked seventh? He has the best elite wins on the entire list.
3: Uh, that's a good question hang on let me pull it up here
0: was he undefeated last year? no no he lost to he lost at Midlands right? to Gross? he, lost, be definitely he lost, lost to
3: Seth Gross um, yes. which obviously he avenged and is not a bad loss uh, let me see who's ranked ahead of him um Mieters made an NCAA final Fix has made an NCAA final uh, Kimmer Stevenson. I think he should be ahead of Kimmer, personally. Cause yeah, I think they have a comparable we, loss
0: because, you know, Mark, uh, Mark beat Kemmer, right? And yeah. Kemmer beat Mark, so they have that. But he, I think
3: we gave a lot of weight to that um, to the Mark Hall win.
0: Yeah, which makes sense. But two wins over Spencer, a win over Gross, a win over
3: RBY.
1: R-B-Y. Even Vito's kind of getting to be that elite status, and he's got two wins over
0: him. Yeah. Think? I think he beat Glory, too. Yep. Yeah. Good. Uh he's not a pound for pound guy, but someone reveres oh, yeah, him. That's
3: I, a that's a very fair point. Sleeping some, on C Bass. Something we can look at uh this week, for sure. Absolutely. Uh,
0: will flow and track uh pay access be consolidated into one subscription? I'm sure that's the plan that you know that it doesn't make sense to keep those things separate. The the way it becomes a win for wrestling fans is you know, you're you consolidate the thing right so that'll be the plan when it happens i don't know but we want to do it and make it happen as quick as possible for you guys but it's like it's the busiest time of year for for track right now with state all i mean yeah.
2: 40 state championships i think yeah i'm not sure exactly how many i know we were close to 50 a year ago um but yeah February is bonkers
0: yeah so this is like the the crazy busiest time so you know it's really important to keep make sure that what track wrestling's doing right now is able to continue, and they provide the continuity for all their all their partners. So that's priority one right now. So it'll take a little bit, but it's it's exciting. Um, okay, Cody Arnold. Wow, a lot of Cody Arnold references. He's he's the he's the the fifth co-host here. If the if the season were regular length, what would be more likely: Spencer breaks a pin record, or Gable breaks takedown record? I think this is kind of obvious, but I'll let Ben go first. Ooh. Well,
1: I, so Gable, there's no way Gable's doing it. Cause he's getting a bunch of first period pins or, Right, you know, really, he's got multiple really quick ones. So he's out on that. But the other thing is the season record is 40. I looked, I remember looking at it. I think it's 40 or 41 by, I want to say Howard Harris from uh,
0: Oregon state. Spencer ain't getting that many matches. So how's he gonna break the damn pin record? Yeah, he never will. I don't think the Iowa schedule would allow for that. And he, well, unless he takes a page out of the old Ben Askren book and starts entering the UNI I and the Grandview. That's right, um, doing that. It would have been funny if, they had, if he had entered a couple of the freshman, sophomore brackets as some of those opens. Boom.
1: I mean, listen, I would advise that if I were, if I were Spencer's advisor, but I'm not, <laughs> so I can't. You can be an unofficial Advisor, but I so I, I Jay, where's Jason Bryant? Jason Bryant, tell us what the dang record is. I think it's Howard harris I think it's forty, which you know, I'll barely anyone gets that many
0: matches anymore. Yeah, that's that would that would require basically a hundred percent pin rate for someone that has happens to have the right schedule because it just doesn't happen anymore. Um, yes. Well, I don't know what the takedown record is either, honestly. I know Ben Askren has the Wisconsin State takedown record. Do you still have it? I do. Uh, Yeah, no one's beating. No one's ever beating that. (laughs) You
1: don't think so? They can't do the. So listen, here you got to be able to take the heat. People hated me for it, and I just didn't give a damn what people thought. So I just kept doing it. And now, even like looking back, I'm like, damn, I would have probably hated myself. Really? Why? Because you're just you're just. Yeah, I mean, literally every single every single match, Christian, I got. I wrestled 38 matches, and I got 401 takedowns. That's average of like 11 a match. I'm just literally takedown, let up, takedown, let up, takedown, let up. And it's so boring and repetitive. Yeah. Ben, were you myself. locking
2: your hands to, to get more points? Locking your hands? Uh, I did that twice cut on guys. occasions. <laughs> on <laughs> you
1: occasions did? I chose. Yeah, there was one occasion where I really like the, the guy. I didn't like the guy. So I chose top. I locked my hands. I think I got 18 takedowns in one match. <laughs> <laughs>
0: how did that not make the funk oh my gosh that is an epic story you took yeah. top locked hands gave up the escapes so and then i you know takedowns. i would
1: make sure i would always make sure i cut people at the end of a period so they got an extra point so i'd get another one like i would never ride out the end of the period i mean it takes tactics to get that many takedowns
0: yeah you were really you were uh, you were playing 3d chess with your <laughs> uh, <laughs> with your with your takedown record um so do you have the like, career record or like a season record
1: well, so I had the see in Wisconsin, I had the season record my sophomore year at 371. I rebroke it again my, my mm. junior year with 401. Uh, I can't imagine that. You know, I, I had over 1,000 in my career, so uh, I got to imagine oh I have the gosh. record, and I don't think anyone's ever touching
2: it. 401. And they actually made matches? a record.
1: The, uh, the, the Next year, they made a rule where if you did that, it was unsportsmanlike conduct. If you so then what? people were stopped from doing it. If you take someone down and let them up too many times, it's unsportsmanlike conduct in wisconsin can't that's terrible nonsense 401
2: and how many matches
1: so i had 40 matches but i only there was a forfeit and a buy or something so i think i only wrestled 38 matches
0: 401 divided by 38 coming in at a cool 10.5 per it's a lot man been asking not a good sport holy cow (laughs) (laughs) that's all time um uh, <laughs> Roy Donk, jazz legend. Thoughts on the... Wants to know specifically for Bracky. Thoughts on the Tiger Woods documentary.
3: It was amazing. I was amazing. I think everyone should watch mm. it. Um, yeah. I know we talked a lot about documentaries during the uh, off or summer when nothing was happening with The Last Dance and the Lance Armstrong. Um, and this is another one that you really get into the mindset of one of the greatest athletes of all time. The greatest golfer of all time. Earl Woods. Uh, yeah, Earl Woods. Like... I mean his dad pretty much built him, like decided at a young age he was going to be an amazing golfer and then I mean he was the best ever at his peak. Um it's and, and it goes into the downfall and then the rehab and everything. It's really pretty awesome stuff. Have you watched it, Ben?
1: I I still have not. Kyle's you got recommended to. it. To and me I'll
3: tell you what I like about it no. too is the last dance was amazing. But Jordan was like an editor on it. Like, yes. he had final say on everything. Tiger did not, did not okay this documentary. Clearly. Uh, did not have any involvement with it whatsoever. Um, so, and, and you're getting the story from people that his caddy is huge in it. Um, people that were directly involved with him and his upbringing and his family. Uh, so, I, it's really incredible stuff.
0: He, the Lance parallels for me are just like I I see so many like the way he's able to cut people out of his life just at a uh, drop of hat. I mean his girlfriend they were you know in it was, like kind of his first girlfriend and all that and then boom he just like coldly like ends it when they he got in trouble with with it from his parents and then his caddy who was like such a big part of him he was in he was like a best man in his wedding he's mm-hmm tiger misses a year and he's like hey can i be a caddy for this dude tiger says yes he's a caddy for him and then boom cuts him off and never talks to him again that's just like that's i mean it's like a personality disorder type of stuff to cut someone out of your life when you know and you know of course we don't the the issue the other side of the coin bracky is when you don't have Tiger's involvement in any way, or si- you don't really get his side. Well, what did Steve Williams do? It, did he just caddy for Adam Scott? And that was the thing? It's like, well, there may be more to the story for there. For sure, yeah. But, um, yeah, I just think, I just tend to kind of, he's just an obsessed person. He was not a balanced individual. You, the, the greats are not balanced, right? Like Lance Armstrong is mm-hmm. not a balanced person. Kobe Bryant. Michael Jordan these are not balanced individuals and when when it's when your whole life is one thing you'll make some pretty you'll make some choices that don't make sense and
3: i don't i see it like obviously golf is not the most physically demanding sport of all time although you do see the toll it takes on tiger's body um but it is i think there are a lot of parallels in the mental game with it and wrestling being such an individual sport and yeah. competing up the, up against somebody and being a very below average golfer myself it it is incredibly like how you can get in your own head mm-hmm. and just completely go off the rails and I mean he was he broke guys by just yeah by just being him it was amazing
2: he got pr- pushed pretty hard at a young age too right oh, oh my gosh yeah you should watch it yeah it's insane his
3: I mean they they talk about it like Earl created this man in in like a lab, like from the time he was three.
0: He was he was when he was a baby, ten months. Earl would go in the garage and him in the garage, and he would make Tiger watch him just hit and hit and hit. And he said Tiger like got glued to it and watch. I mean, listen, he goes on the that uh, I forget what show it was at at three years old, and it has a better swing than most adults I know. Yeah, right. Um, You know, it's not. It's like you can have some phenom type of stuff like there's I I believe you know you can be born with some crazy math you know I I've, I've talked about my son had this weird um photographic memory from a young age it didn't make sense like it wasn't developed in him and like but golf is not one of those things I don't think you like you have to like will that into him right and it was it was willed into him and it it had a lot of issues with him down the line that um when you have those kind of gaps in your like character development, you, you can see what, what can happen. Um, but I think it is interesting how he was an intimidator on the on the golf course. Yeah, he would just his presence alone would, would freak guys out. Um it, it's cool. I, I encourage you to watch it. I mean, if you like sports, it's it's a cool story. I don't know if it's cool, but it's it's fascinating. It's interesting. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um but don't let don't let Kyle Brackey um tell you he's not a not an outstanding golfer. I once witnessed Steve at a top golf. You know, if you've ever been to a top golf, you got the 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 machine that like sucks up the balls. It's going back and forth. You know, it's like a it's not a golf cart, it's like a, it's a machine that sucks up the balls, right? Yeah. Brackey said, I'm gonna hit it, and the thing was moving, and he hit the thing on the move with his with his iron. So that was uh that was that was really impressive to me
3: yeah a good short game
0: he's got a great short game um so don't classify speaking
3: speaking of documentaries if i can real quick i know we're over. i know we're no i know we're over like it's 9 58 holy cow i'm
1: sorry i gotta go i have something at 10 o'clock uh keep telling your story and i'm gonna cut out bye ben thank you uh we're over like chenzo
3: at the scuffle but um (laughs) The there's a documentary out now. I think you can watch it on Hulu called Framing Britney, and it's all about the conservatorship. Let's everybody watch it before Thursday. Okay, and we'll talk about that for Thursday Alien Hour.
0: Dang it, I'm gonna be gone. All right, well I'll still tune in. Um, that's awesome. uh are you familiar with Britney Spears's plight, Andy? I know you're a, little a big. Bit. I know you're a big Britney fan. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, they got it. So Bracky's been hot on the case for, for a while now to free Brittany from her conservatorship. So, yeah, tune in Thursday. Well, hey, it, I had I really lost uh, the, the adage. It's true. When you're having fun, time flies. It's 9.59. You guys got places to be. So do we. Holy cow. Special thanks to Track Wrestling Game. Andy Hamilton hopping on today. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Tyler, for letting us go into overtime. T- Tyler Brunett, TB12 Method. Thanks so much. We'll be back tomorrow. J.D. Raider hopping on. Stash, we're keeping that Iowa flair. Hamilton County. Hamilton County, the pride of Jewel Iowa. He'll be here. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a good Tuesday. See ya.